Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Is the Academy Award-winning Parasite worthy of all its wild acclaim? And if you doubt its greatness, did you even get it? Tyler's already going on about how he's uh, the authoritative voice on the topic because he, he's visited South Korea himself. It's just enormous. Yeah, I spent uh, five days there one one time. and Liam, you were just there, right? I was there four days. Barely. I mean, barely that's over a week between us. Narrowly yeah, avoiding the coronavirus. Right. That yeah, we know of right yeah. before that. Yeah. Yeah. And Tyler, when you were there, you set up shop to offer a screen. What was it that you saw in what uh, movie? John Wick Three? You saw John Wick John Three, Wick Parabellum. Three, Parabellum, yeah. Parabellum. It was a uh, quite the experience. A lot of gasps. The South Korean audience, you know, responded uh, dramatically to all the stabbing in the head. And this was your meet and greet. How long did you have to sign autographs and take pictures with people? Oh man, you know, I, I it's hard to say. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it <Does> flies it? <laughs> by. <laughs> Well, uh, Tyler and Liam are both on the show, our uh, resident uh, experts on all things South Korea. Bonjourno. Right. Tyler, go ahead and say hi in, in Korean. Uh, it's actually kind of complicated. The cor- correct <laughs> pronunciation is different from the, the way English people say it. It's, it's kind of embarrassing to try and say it the way they say it. No, oh, that's all right. We'll be, grac- I'm not, we'll be I'm gracious. Not gonna, no. I, I didn't even fully grasp the... The way they do it. I'm wondering if he's ever actually been there. Yeah, it's starting to sound. <laughs> to say, you'd have to. We have to grab your tongue and pull it out for you to be able to understand it. Uh huh. Wow. Much like it's Kang exotic. from Simpsons. It's oh man. It's weird. It's like it, they they the way that they say it. It's like it, they shorten it, but then they also like slur it in a way, <laughs> almost like Southern accents do with English. Sure. Where Y'all. you're like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You're, you're, you left out enormous portions of the phrase, the word. Well, goodness, I just uh, Googled it, and it looks really long. Yeah, say it. Say the English phonetic version. Uh, having just seen this for the first time, right. it looks something like Anyong Haseo. Right. But they just they, sure they say it so quick and condensed that they leave out like the Haseo part. Okay, now I'm going to hear a lady tell me. Oh no, no, that was on the computer. I yeah, she just told me in my ears, but yeah, it which didn't is why you like shorten it down to the American classic Arrested Anyang. Development. Yeah. Anyang, right? That's and not it's it that either. kid. Yeah, that's not yeah. necessarily said, but when you say Anyang, that's his name, and so he says Anyang back, which right. means hello. You can say Anyang Hasayo to someone, but they they'll be like they'll just stare at you. Yeah, yeah, they'll just stare at you like, why are you saying all that? Uh huh. Yeah. I, I honestly had it explained to me a few times and I never fully understood like what I should be saying. Anyang. But be that as it may, both of you probably felt right at home watching uh, the hit 2019, the runaway independent hit film from South Korea, Parasite. Yeah. Right? I felt at home. I felt right at home. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's sure. Like, that's man. that's a great characterization of the city. You know, I, I, <laughs> I appreciate the, the the nuances and homages throughout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were like, yeah, this is exactly. <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. That is so that. that is I, so South Korean. Oddly enough, they never said hello to anybody. Right. Yet. So, no, like, maybe they did. Anyang <laughs> Hasayo. Mm-hmm. 
didn't it? Well, certainly not, it. not like that anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the time I was in Korea was just two different uh, small sections of their enormous cities. The one appreciation I did have watching Parasite uh, was that South Korea is a tiny, tiny freaking country. They say it's like the same size as like Indiana, but three quarters of the country is mountainous and unlivable. So... Good it's Lord. crazy They're, dense in those livable areas. Yeah, it's insanely condensed. And the the way that they live on top of each other and in subterranean basement, like half basements, it's very, very realistic. Interesting. Did uh did Okja take place in South Korea? I never saw that. Uh didn't it? It was a global film, Okja. Yeah, but the there was there was a family living in the mountains. I wonder if that was now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It was about a, I mean, like part of the film was an American uh, corporate that played by, uh, what's her what's her face? They bring in her to play as somebody who looks strange. Uh, the witch. Tilda. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Oh, my Ooh, gosh. Tilda. How embarrassing. Yeah. Um, she was the evil. Co- Did you see Okja? I Nobody? But no. Same Patrick. director. It's it good. was great. Great yeah. movie. Um. Uh. But before we get more into Bong Joon Ho's filmography, uh, this is what I had the best way I think we should each frame. You know, having seen Parasite before, you give your tweet review of it. Uh, it's a movie with an interesting ride in 2019. Mm-hmm. Having uh, it's distributed by Neon in in the U.S. anyway, which means it's an indie film had a limited release. You kind of had to in its initial run chase after it if you wanted to go see it. Right, um, but then as it started to gain, thrill. Yeah. it started to gain momentum during award season. It just uh-huh. stayed in theaters forever, isn't yeah. it? Still in theaters. Still now? In it theaters came now. back, and now it's pretty readily available. Did it leave? I don't think it ever made it to second run theaters. Is that well? Like I'm, I guess I'm basing it on it did come to VOD and Blu-ray, and then oh, went right. went it wider than it went initially. I think that 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 some of these movies go VOD no matter how long they're in theaters. Like well, this is playing at the, um, the Mission Theater. It's playing at yeah, Cinemagic. That's the second run theater, right? Oh, so it's finally now in it second It just run. must now be hitting second yeah. runs here at least. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, um, I'm going to set you up. Patrick, starting, tell us about your, how you, uh, you know, quickly kind of tell us how about how Parasite came into your, you know, where your purview, so to speak, and then what how you eventually came around to seeing it. Uh, and then what you thought of the movie. Because at this point, it's kind of impossible to separate Parasite from its kind of... Uh, it, it's cultural. Yeah, it's cultural moment. narrative, if yeah. you want to put it like that. It has a huge reputation amongst people who haven't even seen the movie, having won the best right. film mm-hmm. at the Academy Awards and everything else. So what's your story with Parasite, and then what do you think about the movie? I heard about Parasite uh, when they were when it was coming out originally, maybe in the uh, the, the film... What do you call it? The film? What the do you call film. it? The, <laughs> wow, you know, it was the podcast. Like, yeah, the so festival the circuit. Can festival, yeah. yeah. Was, was it big in the festival circuits? It won can, yeah. Okay, so I heard about it then, and then I know another friend of mine that's into indie movies was telling me how much he loved it. And then I said, oh, I'm excited for that because I like the director. And then I saw the cardboard set up at the my movie theater I go to. Never came to that theater. <laughs> that's true. Um, really? Yep. And I kept that waiting happens. for it to come. Remember, Josh chased it down into some random theater, I think. Uh, and then I, I saw it on VOD. 
That's when you finally saw I it? Saw, I finally saw it on VOD, like right after the Oscars. Yeah. And your wow. uh, Twitter review, tweet review? Um, I think it's super cool. Really fun to watch. And uh, it was kind of spoiled for me that there was going to be some twists and turns along the way. I wish Matt. that was. Matt spoiled it for me a lot. Yeah, see, I never liked him. <laughs> In the <laughs> best of 2019 episode, Matt. Just kidding, Matt. Yeah, had some spoilers for yeah. Parasite. But still, I thought it was really cool and really fun. Really, really great movie. Maybe his best. That's saying a lot because he's made some great movies. Yeah. What about you, Liam? What was it like for you? You know, uh, I chased it down just due to some hype that I was hearing. All I knew was that it was by the Snowpiercer guy, which I thought Snowpiercer was a fun effort seeing, you know, Captain America. It's like, oh, okay. Captain America um, on a train. On a train. In the winter. <laughs> I've that had a, it with that's these a on this train. The yeah. tagline for the movie, Captain America on a train. <laughs> you know, I, I watched it. I would watch it if that were the tagline. Let's make it the I haven't seen here. Snowpiercer, but doesn't <clears throat> that film also deal with class systems? Yeah. Yeah, this, yep. yeah, this guy's got uh, a real classes. chip on his shoulder. He's, he He's got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, tackled it down one night, the theater that was running it, uh, sold out, decided to come back another night, tackle it down, show up extra early, watched it, and was delightfully surprised, like amidst knowing that there were multiple twists and turns. Because I still, you don't know what those twists and turns are going to look like, and I was entertained with them. So I, I give it uh, my thumbs up and big toes up. Hmm, okay, okay. Enjoy Thumbs and toes. Which thumbs theater do you finally see that? Enthusiastic. Uh, this is Hollywood theater. Nice. Yeah. Big one, a big screen. Yeah, it's it a, a nice big screen. screen. Yeah. yeah, I like it there. Tyler, what? How? What was your parasite ride? <clears throat> uh, I heard about parasite from um, you know our our subculture film channels networks. So the groundswell, you know, mm-hmm. brought it to my attention. Lots of groundswell. Yeah, uh, I tried to chase it down, but it, it was it was a low point in its um, in its availability, so I couldn't make it happen. Like the closest one was like a 45 minute drive the couple weeks I was trying to get to it. Ended up just watching it on VOD um, before the Oscars at home. And uh, I was, I I, I thought that I was probably going into a film that was overhyped, but I thought it, it, it at least deserved the amount of conversation that it had been receiving. I thought it was really well made, beautiful film. And even though Matt ruined uh, the left turn for me, I didn't expect it to go left and down like it did. I, I was yeah. expecting some sort of conflict between uh, what I don't remember their names now, the Park family and the whoever. I don't remember the whoever's names. and the whoever's. Yeah. yeah. Um, the haves and the have-nots. Right. That's that's that is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I thought the conflict would be directly between them. I didn't expect us to go a level lower into the. Into or the like earth, into yeah, the level basement. within, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was so, uh, I did not expect that. that. So cool. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised with the uh, complexities of the story and the unexpected twist. And then even, even when we did go deeper, I didn't expect it to end the way it did. Even then, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, I did call. <laughs> I did call one point in the movie when the dad was running away at the end. I went, oh no, he just went back into the basement. And sure enough, couldn't get away from it. I thought it was great, though. I thought that was great writing. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, Josh, yeah, I 
I think the trailer made it into our group text month, you know, sometime earlier last year. And it was one of those ones. <laughs> we do this thing. I'm sure we've mentioned before where we'll send a trailer into the U8 movies thread and say, I stopped it, which is like a way of right. saying you can start it if you want, but I'm already into this movie. So yeah. I stopped the trailer. Maybe a YouTube link and everybody would say, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a link. <laughs> don't mess with it. Yeah. Um, so I started the trailer also, and when it became obvious that the tone and visuals were, yeah, yeah, this seems interesting. I'd I'd watch this, so I turned it off. Yeah, the trailer makes it feel like a a thriller, mm-hmm. which in it like a really sophisticated thriller. So it was it was good. It's good. Yeah, we just motion. rewatched the trailer before we started the episode, and I got to say, I don't know that I ever finished the trailer. At, uh, I never watched the end of it that first time, and I, then I ended up seeing the movie. The trailer uh, sells you something that looks a lot like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have been pretty bummed had I gone in with that. I don't think that the movie you get is consistent with the one they market in the trailer. Yeah, um, that's fair. But I saw that. I was like, that looks cool. And then I kept hearing all this hype about I talked about this a little in our top 10 episode. I kept hearing all this hype about Parasite that I w- really chased it down. I thought it was going to be one of those things where... This is my only chance to see it. I didn't know that it was going to play in every theater forever for months and months and months. So I went out of my way to see it. And I enjoyed the movie. Uh, but I feel like this is... Uh, I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about it. Maybe some nitpicks or something. But I feel as if I'm missing out. I'm missing something. Um, that I don't like this, guys. I've only seen um, Okja and The Host. And I really liked both of those movies. The Host in particular, um, when that came out. Uh, was like, oh dang, man, this is an awesome monster movie, and I got to see that. It was a really like good time. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm in the guy that made. I I still haven't seen Snowpiercer, but it's one of those movies that every time you say I haven't seen Snowpiercer, people go, oh man, you got to watch Snowpiercer. It's yep. super cool. Mm-hmm. Patrick has done that to me a few times. Ooh, nice. Patrick. Is that right, Patrick? I don't remember doing that. Oh, but you have. Hey, I it, remember it crystal clear. You know? Okay. Well, it's super just laying cool. Laying awake at night, it. just angry. You <laughs> oh, know? No, seriously, it's cool. Why my life was just fine without Snowpiercer. Patrick. Why won't he watch no. Snowpiercer? Why yeah. won't you? If you like this movie, then you have to support the director and see his films. Yeah. Yeah, I I've, I liked it. I had a good time watching it. But then, at, you know, before and after, when I'm trying to learn a little bit more about the movie. Uh, about you guys you finish a movie and then you like to go online and read some articles and essays and learn a little especially if you enjoyed it at all sure and people are just enraptured with parasite i mean just doting and fawning all over this thing just oh my gosh peak cinema your mind will be absolutely unraveled after your mind is blown we don't have anything the absolute joy and delight as a cinephile watching Parasite, it's there's nothing like it in the world. I can't stress enough. You need to see this on a big screen. Yeah, that's too much. For the love of God. I was just like, oh, what the heck did I miss? It's and not that much. I just yeah, thought it was a cool. The, what I think its charm is that it's, he spells it out for you. It's not like it's not like you're not going home thinking about like, hmm, you know, what about this? And where am I in my life? How do I compare with this? It wasn't anything like that. It all spells it out to you, but it does take you on a a really fun mm-hmm. ride. Yeah, it was twisty turny for sure. And I really enjoy that. I, like uh, the social commentary is black and white. Like it doesn't. You don't have to spell it out like these. These essays seem to be kind of uh, yeah. They're yeah, pontificating. I thought at first when I left, I was like maybe it, I I definitely enjoyed it, but maybe I don't get it. 
That's I, I thought that that happens. Maybe there's uh, an integral piece of the commentary in this film that I'm missing. I think that I mean I got one message from it, and then the more I'm digging and digging, I'm like, oh okay, yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. much on the surface. Yeah, there's yeah. no, it's not a thinly veiled metaphor at all. It's just yeah, it is great. what it is. The fun of it is going in the the movie kind of keeps shifting the oh who who is the parasite? Is it this family of the rich people that actually the parasites are the the subterranean the chuds. They live in their basement. Are they parasites? The Morlocks. And then they kind of all are. It's the everyone sucks kind of very low view on humanity kind yeah. of movie. And in that sense, it was fun. He threw in a lot of black comedy. I like the idea that uh, it goes so haywire that there's just stabbings at a kid's birthday party. Because he... <laughs> right. Uh, the, the, after he's trying to recover from the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It gets worse. Yeah. That, that His willingness to kind of go bonkers with it was a lot of fun. The whole uh, throwing the sacred rock at the kid's head several times was Man. pretty shocking. How did he live through that? <laughs> yeah, I just survived that. Mm-hmm. People yeah. are resilient. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, Man. I don't think know? that the I don't think at all that he was trying to hide, uh, put a secret hidden message in there at all. I think it was all pretty much on the surface. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No pun intended there. Um, you know, because they spend so much underground. Yeah, I gotcha. Definitely no pun intended. But then even the the Park family, the wealthy family, they live above ground, like up the steps. It's always I thought it was beautifully crafted visually, but um, the metaphor is 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 non-existent. It's just it's it's literal in that sense of the class system. I think what he captured so well in the writing, it's so does so well, is the uh, subtleties and. and and challenges that they all experience. I think that he captured the, their life, their different lifestyles. Well, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like the emotions and and the uh, the the toll it takes on you as a human and the human condition. I thought he captured all of that really well for each class. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that you begin the movie on the side of this manipulative family and it's kind of fun to watch them Ocean's Eleven, this rich family. They're essentially yeah. just like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah sure. just trying to figure out all these ways to infiltrate. And it's pretty, they play it for laughs. Uh-huh. Um, and the, but the more they take advantage of these people, you s- at least I, uh, about 45 minutes in, an hour in, you start to be like, these people suck. Yeah, you're left they're wondering so who am I supposed to be rooting for here. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. really lousy. And these rich people, they're rich and their lifestyles lousy. So it was easy to hate them in the beginning. But then you start to he starts to weave in these threads to make try to force you to have empathy for them. And they have their mm-hmm. own problems and their kids weird and uh-huh. uh, and these people are really doing horrible things to take advantage of them. This the housekeeper lady, she seemed like she sucked, and now she's got a chud in the basement. So that's kind of sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? He keeps moving you around. It's like yeah, there, just there's no good guys her. and bad yeah. guys. They're all kind of crappy. And yeah, everybody ended up being terrible. I think that was the strongest point of the film to me is how he, he almost effortlessly went through different tones. Like at one point it would be really great dark comedy like you would be laughing at and then it would go to an emotional like depth that would make you feel something the father in particular would yeah. take you into those places and really then it would well. go into a straight horror movie and then to like a thriller like you don't know what's going to happen and it would bounce through all those things so regularly that it made it where you couldn't get comfortable in a good way yeah. you're like oh this is really fun to watch yeah it was really good crap and shit yeah uh-huh. well why is it that uh, nobody's bouncing off the walls in here over 
Parasite, is everybody missing something? I think nobody I think, in here sounds hey, as excited about Parasite <laughs> as the rest of the world. Tyler texted us in a, one of the threads, like I think the best way of putting it, he's like, people don't know what to do when they see a good movie. They just lose their minds over it. Remember when Inception came out and everybody's like, this is the greatest thing ever. And they were just like, this is top, this is the best movie I've ever seen. This is like, yeah, I felt like I was having to peel people off the walls in the theater. Like, yeah. it's okay, mm-hmm. get down. It's yeah. like, no, it's cool. It's pretty good. Give it a minute because it's like, it's neat and you've never seen something like this, but yeah. it, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to like blow your, your mind to the to this point. Yeah. yeah. A, a, Inception's a good comparison because even that, it's like, it's, it's really good movie making it's really unique storytelling it's original in a lot of ways but it's all kind of on the surface too it's like there's there's no there's no like depth that you have to keep digging and layers you have to keep uncovering just trying to understand the story it's all nope it's all here here it is we'll tell we'll tell you a good story really well we've got one character that just walks around explaining this right (laughs) here's our here's our character that's going to do all the exposition uh, so there's no hidden meaning and I think audiences just feel fulfilled at the end of a story like that where they're like they get it they, they they were able to appreciate it and I think that there's there's something to say about filmmaking like that and storytelling like that uh, but I think that maybe this group and this is about to sound pretty pretentious this group probably leans more toward films that require more of us as an audience than Parasite really does we tend no, to we I tend like to Godzilla love, yeah <laughs> that's well, true yeah. That's true, but we also uh, are big champions of films like Children of Men, which have layers, or like Prisoners, which has layers and complexities. Sure. Well, there's nothing wrong with a, a movie that wears its heart on its sleeve, no. so to speak. Uh, yeah, I just said there's there's something to say about doing that. That's really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. But I think audiences might get more excited about films like this, casual moviegoers in particular, that they can... Celebrate it and and sound like a bunch of buttholes, but it does make me like. I remember uh, watching a movie with a maybe you guys have seen this art house, I believe it was a French picture, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, about the guy who has to write a book by blinking his eye. Seen that, Tyler? Didn't we talk about that? Oh, yeah, guy who say that again. He has what he has a uh, stroke and becomes paralyzed everywhere except for like his he can blink his eyes. So, this is a true story. He wrote a memoir by creating a system where he could blink to indicate letters and okay what's it called the diving bell and the butterfly diving bell or and some, the butterfly something okay. like yeah i think that's it anyway i watched this with a group of people it was, you know i find interesting flick but these people were just going bananas when it was like, oh my god in my life i've never seen anything like this why why can't there be more movies like this i was like what are you talking about there's a million movies like this it's no. just this is your typical art house drama the, you know mm-hmm. like Sad guy writing a story of the people doing the freaking hand out of the car window. You know that thing they do where they move their yeah, yeah, yeah. hand in a hill. We're going over the wheat. <laughs> the sunset, some some natural lighting. Uh, and you're like, oh, it's just like, oh, sure. If I, I've done that a million times where I've seen something that I didn't know there was a thing like this. And there's a thing like this? Yeah, well, give me more of this thing like this. But it's hard to understand how Parasite fits into that equation. Is it just because... It is really at the end of it uh, a genre movie. Like it, it acts like it's a, and I think this is to its credit. This is not at all a, a dis. Right, right. I know what you're saying. It, it acts like it's going to be this sophisticated socio-political commentary about class, and it is a commentary on class and everything. But then he, I think, 
really cleverly couches all that in a genre movie. He makes it a black comedy. He makes it a horror movie. He makes mm-hmm. it a thriller. Yeah. Um, he he ramps up the tension in the third act the way traditional genre movies do so that there's an exciting bombastic conclusion. And then he kind of ends it on a bittersweet note, which is more of a sophisticated way to end the story rather than wrapping right. everything up in a nice, neat little mm-hmm. package. So the experience becomes a very watchable movie it's not boring Mm -hmm. it's not uh overly pretentious it's not so sophisticated in its you know um analogies or or its commentary that you have to do any extra again to its credit like Mm -hmm. like cerebral you know contemplation to work it out you get it you track with it it's fun it goes on a weird ride and it feels like it has something to say which is fun uh and then you leave going cool right that's and that's and that's yeah. That's got to be yeah. it, right? It looks and feels like an art house movie, but it feel, it acts more like a genre movie, which is great. But it's a more of a ride. It's a fun ride. Yeah, which is fun and refreshing, especially since now we have a lot of art house genre movies, and they are often more sloggy and pretentious yeah. than Parasite is. A lot more work to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. even like a cool A twenty four horror movie. Some of them are more cerebral and kind of plodding and then parasites very upbeat. It moves. It's like keeps you moving from beginning to end effortlessly and you don't really ever get bored or mm-hmm. there's a couple of weird, like uh, there's at least one weird nipple rubbing scene where I was looking around the theater going, what is this? What is going on here? Right, we, we didn't. We didn't like that. We didn't. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I had questions. You don't understand the culture. I just questions. Sure. You guys were just not for sure, for sure. Yeah, We've they, been there. They were just showing how pretentious people, rich people are when they have sex. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Even their sex right. is snooty. Right. <laughs> rich people. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Man, I'm sure I'm glad I'm not rich. Was that yeah. wrong? <laughs> I do feel like I'm, I miss elements, obviously, because I'm not as familiar with the uh, Korean culture as Liam and Tyler are. Well, Most who is? You know, I was reading the uh, stuff you afterwards are? that you do, and it was saying how little things that we would miss. You know, it's like, oh, when the first kid got a job, they were drinking the cheap beer. And then when the second one got a job, they they were drinking more expensive beer to celebrate. And it went up with like their, I would never have caught that. But I was like, mm-hmm. well, what else did I miss that would like add some cool layers to this? Yeah. And I'll never uh, know. Question. I'll never know. Yeah, yeah. if you guys uh, could explain Korea. that to us. Hidden South Korean culture stuff in there. For sure. The beer, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that immediately. It was just, even though I've never been. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, know. To, to that, to, I noticed that. And like when the, even further along, the movie opens with um, the son from the lower class family sitting down uh, with his friend and his friend telling him about this job opportunity. The way that those like, what they were drinking is this like bizarre, highly alcoholic like type wine thing, and I did I did that shared one with a friend of mine where you buy them at convenience store. One person buys it and shares it, so it's almost like he even at that point couldn't even afford his own alcohol. His friend had bought it. They they provide you two cups because it's too much for one person to drink. It's too alcoholic for one person to drink. Right. So that like that's a very real scenario. Um, but yeah, the subtleties there, uh, how that builds is, it's, it's like it's you don't even notice it at first. Yeah, like it's a very thoughtful. Um, what was going on with that set, rock though? Very that thoughtful rock set development. 
if there was anything that seemed like it was at least uh, laden with some extra set of you know, implications, <laughs> yeah. Rock, oh, this is rock. These are really hard to find. It's bring you good fortune. And then, uh, unfortunately, right, they started the film with that, and you keep thinking, is this going to have some sort of magical type element? It did have some impact to it. Oh, Ooh. and then uh, off screen, the the you know the eldest son or the only son, he develops some kind of connection to this rock where he thinks it's really important to save. He thinks it's really important to have on his person. Do you think it was like uh, uh, an introduction to wealth? Like it was part of something he received from this kid who's obviously weller off than him weller off, oh yeah well and it off. came with the omen that like oh this is going to bring you good fortune so right like, oh, so he the, saw this as the, the stuff that we've have right mm-hmm. now is probably due to this rock yeah, tide coming in or yeah. the wind changing or whatever i think it was more of like what we were saying earlier just this up bash his head statement of the humanity sucks because he's like oh here's this opportunity that's going to be great this is going to be great and then at the end it ends up almost killing him brutally. yeah 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 the opportunity eventually got out of hand and almost kills him yeah, yeah. I think that the, there's a lot of symbolism in the film, and I think that's why people get excited to start pointing it out and recognizing. Yeah, the it's symbolism. fun. A lot of stairs, a lot, a lot of stairs, a lot of yeah. shots of people coming up from below. Um, yeah, I think that's just another symbolism of here's a token of your fortune changing, and then almost being the ruin of you. Yeah, it was funny the way they made the they convinced that lady that the housekeeper had tuberculosis. That was the montage. Of them slowly warming themselves in and using like a hot sauce packet to mm-hmm. you know, tissue blood. I'm like I was in a theater like this. I went <laughs> like that, uh-huh. but I didn't go. Oh, 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 oh. you know what I mean, Liam? You could have. Why would I have done that? Just attention. <laughs> like that guy gets it. Yeah, yeah. they stink. Yeah. They smell bad. What's funny is that I had a theater full of people doing that. I came uh, home and I told uh, Abby, I said, man, I felt like these people, they really wanted to do the thing where they're like, I'm I'm in on this. It was the equivalent of going to see a Star Wars movie and hear people go, oh, C-3PO! You're like, yes, oh my God, we see him. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't I, yell this, you wouldn't know. I know it. I yell because I know Star Wars. There are people that, it it was funny, but it wasn't like, let's, all roll. I don't think the movie intended some of these jokes to be roll in the aisle funny, and these people all in the theater. Ah, ha, ha, we get it. Yeah, it was very impressive. You get it. Mm-hmm. But then afterward, I stopped him in the hallway. I said, "Hey, what did I miss? Sounded like you guys really got it." They said, "We'll yeah. tell you in a second. We got to go to the bathroom." And Ooh. they ran away. I never heard from them again. Dang it! Whoops! Took Ship has sailed. Tyler and Liam, this is my chance to confront both of you. <laughs> yeah. You never said when you came out of the bathroom. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the yeah. twist of my story. That never mind. Do you yeah. think you think you could drive as smooth as that as the dad could without spilling that coffee? That was pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys feel about? I feel like there's a couple turning points in the film. One. Maybe not. Maybe it all happened on the same night. I feel like, is it the, when, it was all the same night. I'm not remembering it. The the turning major turning point in the film was when the Kim family, the the poorer family, had the, finally had the house to themselves. And they had this long, like, drunken, gluttonous meal together. And they started, like, 
drinking and yeah, drunk and, and yeah, <laughs> and like really living in that house, wearing it in, you know, wearing it out. I yeah, don't know I started getting goes. nervous, like it was a one-hour photo type of situation. Remember that photo? But the Good throwback. The longer it went on, it started to get more ominous, and you started to realize. Uh, there's one other film in particular that I feel like does the same thing really well where it almost feels uh, like this is their last moment together. Like there's talking in ways or like this is look at the, here we are sharing our meal together. Mm-hmm. We're we're the family now of this house. And then it all goes bad for them right after that. Yeah. It's like the genre thing where like it's the film is like the trajectory is taking us there. It's like, oh, it's going to go bad. At right. this point, something has to happen, you know. Right, and then and then it takes so many steps down into chaos so quickly in that mm-hmm. one night that I just did not see coming. Particularly the the people living in the basement of the wealthy yep. home, but then the rain, the idea of the rain ru- upsetting the wealthy family because it ruined their vacation, but it flooded the family, like it flooded half of the people living in the city who are in these flood areas. Yeah. And, uh, and then when they go into their apartment and there's just the sewer lines are overflowing into the bathroom, she climbs up on the toilet and sits on it and lights a cigarette like that right there is an amazingly telling moment in what these humans have to endure and the, their station in life. It's like it. Oh yeah. It was intense. I thought that that was, might've been one of the more intense moments other than the stabbings. Mm-hmm. Her going into that bathroom mm-hmm. and sewage spraying at the ceiling mm-hmm. while she calmly sits on the lid and smokes a, a cigarette. Right. Like this is just normal. Like this is the, the depths lifestyle. of the yeah. Yeah, of their lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, few things make me as anxious in movies as seeing like significant damage done to homes when the movie is implying that they're actually trying to salvage some of it. You know, it's one thing if like it's a, you know the big superhero movie and a building gets leveled and you're like whatever that uh, that thing ain't real but then uh <laughs> they, they're like r- running through this house trying to pick stuff up and i was like oh god for the oh geez the whole house oh god yeah. <laughs> let's just take you right it's you're disgusting. just like, they, they still have of... to live here yeah, yeah. Like, you know they have yeah. to keep living here at the same time too like at what point would you just be like i'm out of here i am gone like just what if you just like ran away but you can't run away from that like that's still your house. Like, all your effects are just yeah, that one guy that kept peeing really? outside, and then yeah. they're all just calmly <laughs> yeah. and the slow motion, the slow motion water fight with them. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty great scene. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. good. But then, uh, recovering from the flood, they cut to them all calmly in a shelter with a thousand other people all sleeping there for the night, and then calmly going through a pile of clothes so they can go back to work for a surprise party the next morning. Mm-hmm. And then the real the real knife in the heart of the of the uh Kim family, the the poor family was how the mother of the wealthy family was going on about how great the rain was for clearing out the pollution. Mm-hmm. And the dad had to endure that. There's just no this is such an enormous detachment. Like I thought the storytelling was beautiful in that moment to really show how enormously detached the two the two classes of society really have can become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, that part especially was cool when they were in the gymnasium or whatever, because they just didn't seem bothered by it. They were just like, Oh yeah, we're doing this now. Like that right. was just business as usual. And they're throwing the clothes to people as the wealthy woman's digging through her giant closet, yeah. you know? And then mm. it was just, it's just like a, like 
not in a bad way at all because it sounds pretentious to say this, but it, 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 you didn't have to work for it. It was all very di- digestible yeah, at that it, point. Yeah, I think it's an argument yeah. for when uh, avoiding subtlety is to the film's credit. That great scene that you're talking about where he's having to listen to her on the phone as she's planning a last-minute daytime birthday party. She's like, it's actually really fortunate because the rain happened and blah, blah, blah. No one is missing the connection there. Right. It's, it's very clear. Yeah, it's But then she clear. rolls her it's window down. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because he smelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but she has no idea what he just endured. Yeah, his doo-doo on his clothes. Right. Sewage, sewage and all that. So, Tyler, if you were sitting down with somebody who's like, Parasite, what's that? That's a movie? How would How would you realistically frame a movie like Parasite for someone? You have the chance to send them in with, you know, spoiler-free expectations. They're like, should I watch it? What kind of flick is it? Somebody who really wants your guidance as an expert, a professional. What would you say to avoid that hype but not yeah, undersell the movie? Yeah, give them a proper expectations. I would probably equate it to something like Gone Girl. It's like a it's like a modern psychological thriller with hmm. horror elements. Interesting, yeah. Um, that takes place in a very real, normal world, and just uh, without spoiling it, but it just that's where it, then it descends into chaos. That's that's how it feels. Like it feels like in line with films like that. So that makes sense. What would you say, to Patrick, if somebody was like, "Oh, what was that a thing that won? What is it?" Um, I heard that it's the best movie in the whole world. Yeah, I would say it's super cool. Is my review super cool? And uh, super cool. It's he delivered. Uh, he delivered it calmly, though. Yeah, it's super cool. And that—that's how I would, you know, tame it a little bit. You know, like it's not like, oh, it's the best. It's super cool, and uh, it's a—it's a Korean movie and a, about a, a lower ca- class family coming to work for an upper class family, and then you, you just see what happens. Because <laughs> I feel like uh, even to go further than that to try to like put genres on it, it kind of spoils yeah, the if ride you tell of somebody it. that it's it's got horror and thriller elements in it yeah spoiler. you don't really get that until 50 minutes into the movie because so. my right. my review would be like it's bonkers you got to see it and but that kind of takes spoiler. away like the yeah. the surprise of it you know right yeah so i would i yeah. would keep it loose i think maybe saying something like uh it's super cool it yeah it's a good it's a well-made um dark movie uh that will keep you guessing or something like that because part of the promise of the movie and what makes it alluring is that it isn't exactly what it seems to be from the outset but it does present itself as being dark in tone from the first joke in the movie when they're all folding the pizza boxes and they're like oh we're gonna about we're about to get free fumigation in our house right Uh the idea that they're just sitting there breathing poison is funny Uh yeah i think that you're you're making a good point where it does kind of it does give you basically what it it's promising, and I think that to describe it as a left turn probably isn't fair because it still stays on its themes. It just goes deeper into those themes, yeah, yeah. in an unexpected way. Yeah, so a left turn is probably not fair. It'd probably be more of like a well, like, I feel a, like it a makes down a number it, it of just left takes you turns, down deeper. Right? But it does stay like on the same the same block. Same yeah, block. sure. Roller coaster gets going. It's just spot. circling the block. It keeps yeah. winding, keeps you guessing. Yeah, it yeah. just goes. De- it goes deeper down into the earth than further than you'd expect. Go down in that basement. Mm-hmm. 
fan. Yeah, because for my money, if it was like a, I'm if the, it had maintained the same kind of tone and aesthetic that's established in the first half hour, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad movie. I would watch a uh, black comedy about class and you know goofy things happening. Uh, but I think if someone were telling me about it and I had no idea, there was no hype or anything, and they said, um, they alluded to the fact that it 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 uh kind of keeps you guessing in some ways that would be something that would keep me in the or bring me to the movie more yeah yep. just it's a clever black comedy about class in south korea you know what i mean right. well, i think it's easy too because you can actually even if you want to keep it like completely spoiler free you just say like if if you wanted to watch what uh america would call the best film of the year as it one best picture like it's i would say it's the best picture of the year like you if you wanted to see it it's if it's not the best, it's one of the best, and yeah, you'll I enjoy I, it. Like simply as that, like it's. I can't argue against fantastic. that. I, I think it deserves it deserves uh, awards for being such a high quality, unexpected film. You gonna it's, revise your top ten of the year list to include Parasite? I I would consider adding it. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I I would call it best of the year, but if someone wants to, I'm not gonna stop it. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm not gonna argue against <laughs> it. Wait a minute! Surprise! We liked Parasite, except we had to say a few contrary things because what's the point of this podcast if there's nothing to argue about? And now is your chance to argue with us by going to youhatemovies.com, leave a comment on this episode, explain to us why we're wrong for not celebrating Parasite much more than we did, um, and then you'll feel a lot better once you've vented and you can move over to patreon.com slash youhatemovies and consider accessing, oh my gosh, a treasure trove of additional episode, not least among which is the moves which now lives at Patreon. If that won't get you over there, I don't I don't know what will. 